Down the slope, I'm Ewan, and as ever, I'm joined by Greg and Harry. How are you doing, lads? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, indeed. That's a great evening, Hibs won. Hello. This is the first time. When was the last time we done a podcast after a Hibs win? Uh... <laughs> Before Christmas, wasn't it? <laughs> That's mental. That is mental. Beat Hamilton or son, or beat St. Murren it was. St. Murren just before Christmas. Aye, St. Murren at home. Aye, Jesus. Um, and even that one sort of got overshadowed because I'm sure... We had Rangers the following weekend, and nice. obviously by the time the game Monday came, we were speaking about that. Home sweet home, clean hey. sheet, two goals. Um, by no means a classic. Obviously, the pitch had its issues, which obviously the ground's been sort of detailed before the game. Was it before the game? During the game? Uh, can't remember. And it didn't exactly make for great watching. How did you enjoy the game? What did you make of the Hibs' performance as a whole? Well, by no means, as you say, was it a classic? I, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, we, we could have maybe adjusted to the pitch a bit quicker. I know that, I know that Jack Ross touched on it at half-time, but you, you know the conditions before you go out. I think we could have adjusted to that a bit sooner. I think the other thing is that Boyle, it's clear to see that Boyle's now been doubled up on, you know, and it, it kind of takes him out of the game a wee bit, but we, we don't move the ball quick enough to, to stretch teams don't feel like we were too laboured in possession and maybe we were too slow. When we do break we, the final ball again is is letting us down, I think, in the first half. Nisbet had a, an attempt with the outside of his foot that was that was horrible to watch. Um but yeah, I think I think in the final third we're still not there. Um but certainly a, it's a massive improvement in where we've been and it stopped it at home, which is which is massive and it gives us a bit more confidence going into the semi-final, which which is key because, you know, we, we've come off the back of a bit of a poor run, you know, and we really have to pick up points and get a bit of confidence about the group again. Uh, for me, um, if I was to be kidnapped by the guy from Saw, I think for my punishment or whatever, he would force me to watch that first half again because it was absolutely shocking. It was one of the most boring, uneventful 45 minutes of my life and I just wanted to be anywhere else in the world because it was crap. That's that's a, one of the only times I'll say I'm glad that we weren't back at the football because that first half was awful. But he was great in the first half. He was even better in the second. It was his best performance to date. Papa Gogic, HSC is in full effect. I just thought that he was all over the pitch. He was hounding down everybody. I thought he was going to start ta- tackling Hibs players at one point. He just could not stop getting in amongst it. Um, his goal absolute howitzer of a finish from Papa Gogic and I now he gets man of the match he's my high be the week we're about four segments early but he's my <laughs> high be the week already um, but yeah no I, I thought that um, overall the second half I did think we looked a lot more confident on the ball and I think we moved it a bit better Doig down the wing again looked excellent um, I think defensively there was one shot from Kabamba um, where he hit the post probably should have scored but apart from that, defensively, we looked solid as usual, um, kind of back to the way that we were before Christmas. Um, so, yeah, nah, definitely no complaints from me. Jackson Irvin came in, obviously not quite there with match sharpness yet, but I thought he looked competent enough in what he was doing. He, there was a few passes that he tried to play in which that got me a bit excited. So, yeah, I think that, 
as Greg said, going into the next week, that's the exact type of performance we needed. Yeah, I mean, for me, the first half wasn't. We've seen it before, though. You know what I mean? Like it was the same, same at Motherwell. Like it was the same again. Celtic at home. Like I think, like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm never going to be that disappointed. Well, look, we weren't playing well, but I'm never going to be that disappointed going in at halftime drawing. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not, especially without setting the world on fire. We were in complete control of the game. You know, like Kelly weren't doing anything, and I understand with Greg saying that maybe should have tried to stretch some more, but it's hard to stretch a team that aren't interested in coming out. Like, we need to move the ball quicker, but I think that's where the pitch takes. There was a lot of occasions where I think, especially Jackson Irvin tried to play one-touch passes round the like round the corner and stuff like that, and they were ballooning in there. And it's difficult because that takes away an element of confidence, I think, in wanting to play the pass quicker because you know that you really need to get your touch and let the ball settle before sort of just flicking it. And I think that's, I know Greg touched on like Nisbet in the first half, I think was where we sort of two on one um, and he tried to sort of flick it around the corner to Boyle. I think if that's on a better pitch, it, he probably makes a better contact where you can see the ball sort of bobbling all over the place. And I think going with outside your foot when the ball's bobbling or the shot, you're just asking for it to hit your laces and canning up all of them. But in the second, and then I think two, two, the two moments of quality in the game. One is the game. The the first goal was a really nicely played move where we did move it a bit quicker. And obviously Kelly, we sort of won the ball back in the midfield off of Kelly, and we man, we managed to get into the final third quickly. Murphy obviously drove at the defence, and it was a really good ball in. And I think Nisbet was tapping it in anyway. It looked like he was getting across the centre half. So I think on sports and stuff they said maybe play it. They probably would have dealt with. It. I don't. I think we were scored like. It looked for me like Nisbet was getting on the end of it and then Gogic's strike was unbelievable, to be fair. Um, it was really, un, really unlucky not to score um, with a really yes. solid header beforehand. And, yeah, overall, excellent three points. Uh, Performance-wise, it was all right. Like, we were good. Um, and I don't think you can ever be disappointed scoring two goals at home and not conceding. Um, but it was re- really, really important for me that we built on Celtic Park and obviously we touched on that going into the Celtic game that um, we were sort of going into a free game period there where our season really could have could be defined and I think taking four points from the two games and now going into the semi-final I think it sets us up really well one for the semi-final and hopefully a positive result there to really kick on and uh, have a successful second half of the season. So are we now 24 games in? So we're really into the final third now and it's time to kick on and we look well positioned to do that. Um, the teams around us are stuttering, minus Livy, obviously a couple of places below us and albeit, I, I've sort of sat and looked at it. So Celtic have three games in hand against us. Aberdeen have two and Livy have two. But Aberdeen's games in hand are Celtic and Livy. Livy's are Livy's Celtic and Aberdeen. And the other one for Celtic St Mirren. So like, at the end of the day, they games in hand, no matter what the result is in any of these scenarios, it's going to benefit us either in the hunt for third, cement and fourth, or even potentially pushing for second. So I think we're really well positioned. And yeah, like the game was okay. Greg obviously spoke a lot about the first half. What did did you see many improvements in the second half? 
I'd like to touch on the halftime analysis from David Tanner, um, where he blamed Kevin Nisbet not getting a header away on the pitch. Um, that's an absolutely <laughs> horrific shout for him. Um, quite embarrassing to be fair, and he should be nowhere near his TV full stop. I, I just, to be honest, I just mute the halftime stuff. I normally fire the radio on, like I mute mute yeah. Hibs TV and listen to sports sound at halftime. Yeah, he's, he's, he's shite. Um, second half, I think, I mean, Doig done some power running down the left side. He made himself available every opportunity. He done, he done very well for the first goal. Um, he made that overlapping run. We we switched past from our feet five yards at most and he, and he swept it across and that's area you want you want the balls to go into you know you've got a striker in there that's deadly in the in the box um so a, a great ball across and, and got a bit of luck I think that's what we needed we needed that wee bit of luck just to kick us on and I mean the the, the Gogic goal I think we've we've touched on it um, already but the work for Deutsch where he just he just lays it off to him perfectly and I mean, if, if the net is not there, he's he's launching that straight at the stand. The stand's going halfway down Albion Road. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a big shout out to Ryan Porteous for volleying the goalie's hand as well. I love that. Um, clear to see that the goalie went to pick up the ball. And, and the only issue is that he apologised after. I know that he, he's Aww. obviously a changed man. He's a reformed character, which, is, which isn't so good to see. But yeah, I think the second half we've done what we had to. Um, obviously, Kabamba had the shot off the post, but other than that, we weren't really put under a great deal of pressure into that couple of corners. But when you've got the Empire State building in goals, it's, he comes and picks it up every week. And, and I actually thought it was another good performance from him. It'll do him the world of good to get, a, to get a clean sheet as well. So, all in all, I think that the second half was a lot more positive. Um, but yeah, I think there's still a bit to work on. But well, do you know what? The semi finals are totally a different game. I know we'll touch on it, but. Totally different game to what we've played at home and, and at Celtic Park in the last few weeks. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the semi and, and seeing what we do. Yeah, I think obviously... Can I just been... throw... Sorry. No, um, no. Can I just throw it there that um, we should have had a stonewall penalty? The one on Doig, when it first happened, I thought maybe a penalty. But then you've seen... The, I don't know if you've seen Lewis Forfar's um, pitch side angle of it, but the guys just absolutely clatter him. Um, and that's a few games in a row that we should have potentially had a penalty here and there. It's not anything... Like obviously, when you're winning games, you can't complain about the referee. But as a few, I just hope that they're all building up, and next week we get a controversial penalty, and that'll be that'll be it all balanced in the end. I think it's one of them that when you see it in real time, you think that has got to be a penalty. I mean, mm-hmm. the two boys have literally sandwiched them, and I think the arm came across them. It's uh, it an unbelievable run. I think the one sort of trips him as well, no? Yeah, Aye. it's an unbelievable run. He just he just got the. The afterburners on and went, and, and that's what a wee bit directness is what you like to see. But that's definitely a penalty for me, and uh, it's poor for I mean, Malumbu was, was poor the whole game for me, and he's just, just made a rookie error there, just trying to come right across Doig. And I don't know how well they call him, isn't he? They're giving a penalty for that, but so I mean, as Harry says, hopefully it builds up. Obviously, we're speaking about Doig there, and for, for me, that's probably his best game of the season so far. Which, yeah, I mean, there's a catalogue to choose from, and just that 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 incident, the willing, and I think Greg, like what you say, that maybe we were lacking in the first half. I think Doig was probably the player that was trying to shift it the quickest, but yeah. just the willingness to get on the ball and run sixty yards. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, on in that instance, he got brought down, but he got into the box. Like even if he even if he gets to the edge of the box and has to turn back, 
you're now playing in their final third instead of mulling about and like fanning about in our own half like the willingness that he provides and the energy that he provides on the left and it was the same at Celtic Park in the first half obviously went off um, went off at half time at, at Celtic Park but you can see the difference in the team I think when Josh Doig does play and I know I think we've um, not that Stevenson needs defended but I think I'd still say he has his place but I think Josh Doig is very much cemented his first choice left left back now um, barring any injuries or suspensions and I don't know did you just think that that was probably his best game of the season so far? I, I thought so yeah I think that he's one of those players that if he does run 60 yards he probably will have a shot on goal and I think we've seen it we've seen it obviously in the pre-season game at Parkhead he, he was in the box and, and he's tucked that one away so I think he is very willing to just drive and, and have a shot and I've got no issues with that I mean if the shot goes over the bar then Whatever or wide, you know, he's had he's had a chance. He's he's tried to drive and be positive, which is definitely something you want to see for your left back. And against Celtic, he he was skipping past them, and he draw he draws a lot of fouls, which I think can get us into trouble a, a wee a wee bit. Um, you know, just that willingness to run. And I mean, I can't remember what minute it was, but it was it was pretty far in the second half, I think. And yeah, he's still got that energy and, and and that drive to to continue and really batter down and. I think he'll be quite key in the semi on a big park. You know, we can get the ball out wide to him and, and let him run. And he, he's, I think he's been a bit more positive. Um, I think possibly at the start of the season, he's a bit, a bit messy in possession, I think. But he seems to have really sorted out and, and the willingness to run is, is absolutely impressive from him. So before we move on to the semi-final, I guess we'll just touch on, obviously, two new signings made their debuts. Jackson Irvin from the start got 70 minutes in his legs and Chris Cadden sort of came on with 10, 15 minutes to go. Obviously, Cadden didn't do too much. In fact, it was, it was what, 10 minutes max, but the game was sort of wrapped up by that point and it was more a just sort of seeing it out so maybe didn't have as much a chance. And Harry, you mentioned uh, Jackson Irvin earlier. What, what did you make of his first start? Obviously, I think you could see that he was maybe a little bit rusty. I know. Like, um, from anybody that plays football manager um, across the years, you always see um, match sharpness as a thing, um, and it is. It's true. Um, just by playing games, you do get you do find yourself improving week by week, and it'll probably take them to like another two or three games to actually get in full flow and stuff and be proper ready for the season. But I think, as I said, he showed glimpses like the things he was trying to do weren't quite coming off, but the fact he was doing them was very Scott Allen like. Um, in the sense that it's just what you want them to see, just looking for the balls in behind, and as you say, and get the ball in at feet and straight away, trying to pick, play the pass as opposed to dallying on it, which Stevie Mallon gets accused of quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's just nice seeing a player. I think he's really reactive to the game. I think that's a good word to describe it. Like, when things go on around him, he does try and pick up on it and just feed it into people straight away. Um, and he's surprisingly good in the air. Yeah, he's quite a slender build. Um, he, plays, he, he looks six foot, doesn't he? He, he does look... Uh... He's, he, he looks tall, but he de- six foot odd. But he def- he got he was definitely the target from goal kicks and stuff like that. Obviously with Dodge being out of the team. Did it surprise you how far up, like sort of that he lined up as as a number ten, Craig, at the weekend? Yeah, I was I was thought of him as maybe more of a not not a sitting player, but someone that would maybe sit just a wee bit back from the ten. I think that was quite Quite interesting, I would say, but he put himself about. He got himself in the box, and and you know he did try and create things. And I think I think 
more than anything, it, it will benefit him getting the 70 minutes and maybe not so much the performance. I think he tweeted that out. He said it wasn't wasn't yeah. vintage, but a big thing is getting minutes in the legs and that, that'll set him up nicely for next week. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's not going to happen straight away, but in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll maybe start to see more of the real Jackson Evan and what he can really bring to the squad that is difficult at the moment because he's he's not played a lot of games. But I think in, in the coming weeks, we will see exactly what he's all about. Yeah, I think I think playing him in the number... I was surprised um, to see him in, in that sort of number 10 role. And, but I think playing him there probably meant that you got more minutes out of him. But I think with not playing for almost a year, if you were to put him straight into sort of... Um, a sort of two in central midfield, then mm. his legs probably would have went a lot. You know, what I mean, there's a lot less sort of emphasis on on him getting up and down the pitch. Whereas if he already starts as a ten, he's just sort of he's got less defensive responsibility. Mm. And I think you're spot on. I think getting seventy minutes in him at the weekend means that he's going to be even better. Come not again, not saying he's going to produce unbelievable things at the weekend, but and again getting 10, 15 minutes in Chris Cadden, getting minutes in the two of them, you know that you've got them there if you need them at the weekend. I would probably, if the fact that Jackson Irvin's, mm, I don't know if he'll start at the weekend um, because Joe Newell says he's 99.5% sure he'll start, mm-hmm. eh, sorry, that he'll be fit for the weekend. So, Harry, would you would you expect Jackson Irvin to keep his place in the team if Joe Newell comes in? Because obviously did play as the sort of more attacking of the three, so would it potentially be one of the other two that dropped out, or does Dodge come back and like would you expect but specifically does Irvin get a place at Hamden? I think to be honest, just on the basis that um Jack Ross kind of likes to stick to his guns, um I would expect to see Newell in. Um and I think if Gogic wasn't quite as good as he was at the weekend, because I think that was Gogic's best performance in a hip stop, I think that he probably would have missed out if not for that performance. But I think because of that, and that's going to put a lot of confidence in Jack Ross to actually start him at the weekend. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, like it's you win either way because you've got informed players um, playing or you've got Jackson Irvin playing who's just getting back on his feet. So I don't think that Jack Ross can pick wrong in that situation. Yeah, I think that, I think as well, you know, Joe Newell, in a, in a 4-3-3, I think that's what we played at the weekend. I think a 4-3-3 would, would be good with Joe Newell in there. Um, Gogic kind of sitting in, in Halberg and Newley their side with, with Boyle and Murphy. I think that's the way I would quite like to see a set-up. Um, you know, I think, unfortunately, Jackson Evan would drop out purely because he's not got the legs at the moment. Um, and on that big pitch, he might struggle and might not be as effective as as if he came off the bench for the last, say, 20 and he could, he could have a really explosive 20 minutes rather than a kind of lacklustre uh, 60 or 70. Right, so before before we fully move on move on to semi-final, we'll wrap up, um, we'll wrap up for the weekend. So, hi, uh, Harry, well done on getting the correct score. Um, I think that puts me as the only person that hasn't predicted a result right. This Greg, have you got you got a correct score this season? Like, that's like my fifth. You've got a few, like. I think I think did I not did I not call the Hamilton game? I'm sure I said four 0 Hibs for a laugh. I think, yeah, I think I think, I think you got. I think you have had one. Um, well, I got, I got two in a row, and then Greg got two in a row, and I still don't think you've got one. I I've, not, I've not had any. I've I've not predicted a score right all season, which is probably why on our Twitter poll, um, this is my last episode, and you're going to have to take over. <laughs> 
hosting and you will not be missed. <laughs> Thank fuck. <laughs> but, right, Harry, you've already nominated Gogic High Be the Week. Um, so we'll just you've you've given your spiel, Greg. High Be the Week. Nominate me for sitting to David Tanner for another Saturday afternoon. Um, now nah, I think my high be of the week would, would have to be Josh Doig for a really positive performance. Um, and he was maybe feeling a bit, I don't know if he maybe feeling a bit hard done by after the Celtic game, and, and he um, he wanted to prove a point. He said, I done that. I thought it was a really positive performance. Um, so yeah, absolutely, Josh Doig for me. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. To be honest, I probably would have went for uh, Josh Doig as my nomination. So, who am I going to? Who am I going to go for? Um, Kevin Nisbet. Really? <laughs> I will go for. Fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> um, they were like the only two standouts. I'll go for Jackson Irvin making his debut um, 70 minutes in the tank. I think, yeah, I, I, one, I didn't think he was starting. Two, I didn't think he'd last that long. Um, thought he'd done okay. Um, but yeah, that's, that might, might get me the W. You've really convinced me. Going, going for the new signing might get me the points there. Um, so I'll, I'll go for Jackson Irvin. And, right, it's park league action. Hibs are off to Hamden. I was going to say it doesn't happen all that often, but it seems to happen very... But they're twice a year these days, Yeah, like, we... Outside Celtic and... In fact, outside Celtic, we, in recent years, must have been at Hamden the most. Like, like, again, that obviously means, considering that we've not won anything in the last four years, that we're obviously losing fairly regularly. But we do get there a lot. So, St Johnston at Hamden our stupid abbreviation quotation marks bogey team according to some Harry how do you see this game going and are Hibs going to be in the League Cup final um, oof, I, I, I don't know uh, it just feels uncomfortable doesn't it but um, as I say the thing is the whole season I've been saying it and I stick by it it's not an important game oh, <laughs> this Chuck to who cares? Oh, you're going to fill me in and doubling down. Nah. Okay, nah. Um, being honest, I think it will actually be a good game. St Johnston started off the season very poorly, and um, they've kind of come into themselves um, under the manager. Uh, it's it's difficult when you've got a player who, like a manager who's played for the club because they I I, I don't find it works that often. Um, but St Johnston does seem to be working now. They've um, brought in a few new sign-ins and stuff, and they've brought some of the younger players into the team that seems to be working really well. Um, Ali McCann and Jason Kerr are obviously um, back to the top of their game. But um, with the quality, it's the thing we keep going back to, the quality in the Hibs team, apart from Celtic and Rangers, we should be expecting to beat everybody in the league, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I would like to see us go out and try and take control of the game. I'd prefer not to have a first half as boring as we do in some games, and I'd like to start on the front foot. But Jack Ross seems to know what he's doing for the most part in these games. So I am I'm gonna I'm gonna put my belief in and I'm gonna say I believe in the boys. I think we're gonna go and do it. Right. And uh, five words for you. But it but it's Hibs at Hamden. And this is the problem. It is five, you don't need to count. Um <laughs> I've done that enough. Um yeah, 
my only concern is it's us at Hamden again. Um, possibly not the, the greatest record there lately. Um, I, would, I think it's a perfect opportunity to put it right, though. You know, we've got a great opportunity of winning the League Cup. And was that something about this other day? I think we're not hiding to nothing with it. Um, if we win it, we're expected to win it. If we don't win it, then I'll be the first to crucify folk. So, you know, you, you, you never know. Um, really, out of the teams that are there, love your part of the form team, but again, it's a team we should be beating, in all honesty. And yeah, and I, I, I think we will be in the final. I, I think we will be in the final. I'm not sure how it's going to go or how long it'll be on for uh, on Saturday night, but I, th I think we'll be there. But I don't think it'll be be as straightforward as we'd like. I think we'll win in 90 minutes and I think we'll win comfortably. If, do we consider Quietly that? confident. Do we, do we, I'm loudly confident. Do we consider mm. Saturday comfortable, albeit the first half wasn't great? Did you ever think we weren't going to win the game? I thought was we, were, we were at home, so... No, but see, no, but watching the game, did you think... Mm. At any point that we wouldn't win that match, I think nil nil. To be honest, if you put it in the scales of wins, you get your one nil is your squeaky bum time, your three nil plus is your statement victory, as Greg likes to claim, and then your two nil is kind of the middle of the road, like decent win. And as you say, I, 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 I think we win at, at any point. Uh -huh. I think we beat St Johnson two nil. Com genuinely comfortable. St Johnston have max three shots. Like I don't, I don't see. I'm so, they they won at the weekend against St Mirren who had ten men, and they had they won in nine games before that in ninety minutes. Like I just. I, I mean, their goal on Saturday was very scrappy. I just, I didn't. I just, I, I know. Look, Hibs should win this game and win it well. St John, look, we don't have a great record at Easter Road against St Johnston. That's fair, but. We are better at football than St Johnston. We're better at defending than St Johnston. We're better than scoring goals than St Johnston. And put it this way, I don't think not a single player in the St Johnston team right now would start for Hibs. I don't. Alan McCann and Jason Kerr would not start in the Hibs team. They'd be options, but I don't think they would. Would you start Alan McCann over Joe Neal? I wouldn't start Alan McCann, but I'd start Jason Kerr. Nah, that's yeah. quite a bold statement. Oh. I feel and user, as I say, he's just got the Ryan Portress effect because he supports Hibs. Hibs fan thinks he's world class. Um, he's I not think world class. I don't think he's world class. I think he's a good centre half. When they start, I start him over Portress. Anyway, so one player at a push. <laughs> one player at a push. Play, I, I just what was Stevie May? <laughs> Yeah, be fair. This game's got two and two. Hey, some boy. Yeah, boy, Absolute I swear he's player. a bit nifty. But anyway, I just, I didn't see... He's on the same year as me, so thanks for that. I don't see Hibs not winning at the weekend. Like, I think you, there's a lot of factors, obviously, but I think the fact that we've lost to Hearts, if anything, benefits us. How many times since the Hearts game have we heard Jack Ross and the squad talk about wanting to put that right? knowing how bad that game felt and we talk like you said the Hibs are on the height nothing that's a lot of shite Whether, no matter who's left in the four yeah Hibs are now expected to win the trophy but if we win the League Cup that's an amazing achievement for Hibs like that I don't find that 
see, in theory, winning the League Cup is actually harder than winning the Scottish Cup. Because in the Scottish Cup, you might get a couple of games, you might end up playing a junior team in the fourth round if they have a run. Like, in the League Cup, technically, if you look at the teams that enter it, could be seen as, and the games are midweek and stuff. If Hibs win this trophy, then it secures this season as a success, no matter what happens the rest of the year. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm scared of St Johnston and that I'm scared of Hibs not winning at Hamden. I'm not. I, I like that. I'm just categorically not nervous. I am not nervous in the slightest for Saturday's game at all. It might come, and whether that comes back, I wouldn't even say that that will come back to bite me. I'm just not. I just do not see us not winning, and I, I don't see us not even winning in ninety minutes. I will score relatively early, and it'll be comfortable. But that's that's just me. I I refuse to get buy into the whole Hibs at Hamden with. Anyway, Greg, what have you got to say? Um, yeah. The reason I said Hamden was purely because Hibs fans are now expecting us to win. And if we don't win, then it will be same old Hibs type rhetoric. Um, also read a good article from that, that Jack Ross said about Marciano, um, that, that he came in and spoke to him about, about his career and defining moments. Yeah. Um, I think he also mentioned Avram Grant when Chelsea lost the Champions League final on penalties in, in that one moment. So John Terry slipping to, to find his career and was seen as a failure. I think I think there's a wee bit of that in the squad that they're maybe a wee bit not concerned or wary, but aware that this is a defining moment considering yeah. what happened against Hearts. And look, they're only the ones that can go and put it right in the Hearts game. Hurt, I'm not going to lie to you, it, it hurt bad. But we can now go and put it right in. And I think if we do win the semi, the confidence you take out of that is you can't put a price on that. You know, you, you've had a good couple, of, good couple of results going into the semi, you win the semi, you, you feel like you're on top of the world. And I'll do the group, the world are good. If we can win the semi and kick on for there, that will give us a lot of confidence in Aberdeen slip up at Ross County. I don't think anyone's seen that coming. So I, I think we need to take advantage, though, and, and really take it in our stride and, and really push on. I know I've said it for weeks, but we really do need to push on here and, and, and the results that we've had make them count. Yeah. For me, I, I want to see Hibs come out at the weekend and I think everything what Greg's saying. I want us to go out and play with a swagger and use this opportunity. No, a Greg, Greg's a hot phrase, a statement victory. Well, now is the time where Hibs can go, and sit, go out Late national, like national game, like at, at Hamden. Sorry, all eyes will be on that game at half five on Saturday, and go out there and play with a swagger and show that we are the third best team in the country, and we are here to win things and really show what we we're all about this season. Um, hi, what 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 do you want to see from Hibs at the weekend? Uh, being honest. Um... I say it now and then I'll regret saying it when it comes into effect. Um, I, I don't care what I see from Hibs. Like, we can go out there and St Johnston can batter us for 90 minutes, pin us against the wall and just keep smacking us. If we go up the other end in the 91st minute and steal it 1-0, I just want to get through to the final. Um, obviously, we'll be sitting there at halftime. It'll be zero shots between the two teams. I'll be wanting to pull my eyes out. Um, 
and I don't care. All I want is for Hibs to get to the final now. Obviously, the whole season I've been battering the competition. It seems to be doing well. Um, so just to throw it out there, I'm sticking to that. I don't care. I want to see Hibs go out there and lose and focus on the league. I think that's what's important <laughs> here. Um, but now, nah, in, in seriousness, um, I think the boys is like I've I've experienced too much pain with Hibs to expect the best. But I would I'll hope for it. Um, I just I want to see them put their heart on their sleeve. If we go out there and we do what we did against Ross County a few years back and we dominate the game, we somehow lose and we scratch our heads. How did we get beat? I, I couldn't really complain with the team that day. I could just complain with God on how much he hates me. Um, so if that happens, I can't really blame the lads. But I just want us to go out there and put a good account in and just do us all proud boys, eh? <laughs> Greg, what do you want to see from the men in green and white? I believe we're at home. I believe we're the home team, so we should be in green and white because I know that sometimes I like to switch up when we play St. Johnson. Um, to be honest, I, the performance on Saturday doesn't really matter to me. I know I can be quite critical of if we're boring, um, but like I said, the important thing is getting yourself into the final and giving yourself a chance of success. Um, I think that's what this team needs. We trophy would go nicely. Um, yeah, I think regardless of what we do, we just need to get in that final and and go for there. We can talk about formations and everything we want until we're blue in the face. That the end of the day, though, no matter what formation you play, if you don't win, then you failed. So we just need to get, go out there, do all we can to win the game, give ourselves a good chance to win the game, um, like we have done in previous weeks. So the game's Motherwell, you know, we, we, we gave ourselves a great chance to go and win the game and we won that 3 0. So something similar, um, if we could go out there and, and, and do that and, you know, get to a final, it might not be there, probably won't be there, but. It's still a massive occasion in it, um, and it's something that, that Jack Ross has touched on. You will get hurt when you put yourself in in situations where you can get success, but we need to we need to put ourselves in that exact position again um, come Saturday night. Right, we've got previous in this competition against St Johnson, two semi-finals. This will be the first one that's had, and both the previous ones have been at Tynecastle. 2006-2007 season, we beat them in extra time, and 2015-2016, we beat them late on, um, 2-1. My first question to you is, Harry, what do you want the Hibs starting 11 to be this weekend? I hate going through starting 11s. Eh? I like seeing the starting 11 and then dissecting it and changing it to what I want it to be. But um, what, you, what, 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 what are you thinking that if you were in Jack Ross's head right now, what would you guess his team was going to be? I was Jack Ross, I would probably go 4 4 2. I, I don't, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that. I'm saying I think Jack Ross will go 4 4 2, and I think we'll see Deutsch back in the team. I think the midfield will be the flat two of Gogic and Newell, um, Murphy Boyle on the wings. Ah, the <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'll be a coin flip between Stevenson and Doig. I think it'd be very harsh on dropping Doig based on his performance the other day, but he does seem to like to bring Stevenson in for the big occasion. Doig started um, against Hearts in the semi-final, didn't he? Aye, true. But then again, that might be more reason to start Stevenson in this one, to a bit more uh, experience in the team. I think Macy, no reason to drop him. Even if Marciano was fit, I'd keep Macy in the team. The defence seems comfortable with him, and I think that set pieces are a big thing for a team like St Johnston. 
and they've got quite a few big boys. So if we can have because the thing is with Macy, he comes in and he actually grabs the ball. It's satisfying. Um, obviously, uh, Paul McGinn's on for a hat trick this time after scoring two goals against them last time. So uh, obviously he'll be starting up front, and then we'll have a four-three-three of him dodging this bit, and hopefully we'll get nine goals between them. That's the objective. Perfect, Greg. Quickly run us through what you you go for what you think or what you'd like, whatever you want, whatever you want. Right. What what I think and what I'd like are two different things. Um, what I <laughs> think he'll do right. is I think he'll go he'll go four four, uh, four four three three sorry, um, and he'll try and push the fullbacks up quite quite far, use the width of the pitch. Um, he'll probably push names. Them names. Well, names. I think that the, like Harry says, only change the, the team picks itself. I think the only change I would make would be bringing Newland for Evan. Right. Okay. And having having them three in the middle. Um, and what, what what would you like to see? Uh, we all know what I'd like to see. Three five two, right? We're not even getting into that because that's definitely three, not happening. Right. So the question I want to ask you at the start, obviously, there I mentioned that we've played them twice previously in League Cup semi-finals. When we played them in two thousand and seven, the starting eleven was Andy McNeil, Stephen Whitaker. <laughs> Shelton Martis, Rob Jones, David Murphy, Ivan Sproul, Scott Brown, Michael Stewart, Dean Shields, Stephen Fletcher, and Boozy. In 2016, we had Mark Oxley, David Gray, Liam Fontaine, Paul Hanlon, Lewis Stevenson, Fivey McGinn, McGeoch Henderson, Chris Dagnall, and Jason Cummings. On the teams that you've just given for the week this weekend and they two teams if you could pick any of the three 11s to play this weekend at that and given their respective times not anything that they went on to do in their career or that which team would you select to give us the best chance of winning this weekend 2006 seven season 100% without any doubt um, my ranking in that I don't think it's without any doubt to be fair I'd put um 2016 first, then I'd put the current team second, assuming that Halberg doesn't start. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> um, I'd put the middle team uh, last, just because Dagnall starts, and any team starting Dagnall shouldn't be in a cup semi-final as far as I'm concerned. I'll, I'll give you that. Right. You're now allowed <laughs> to, you're allowed to take one player from each of the other teams and put them into your team this weekend. Who and why? Scott Brown in the midfield. Okay. Unreal. 2006-2007 Scott Brown. Mm. Oh, in, the place, in the place of? I hate to say about Halberg. Okay. And your 2016 player? McGinn. In the place in, of? In, Gogic, sorry Harry. Oh, God. that's all right, mate. That's good. So you're going, so you're going for a midfield three of Newell Brown and McGinn. That, that, that would that, that would certainly that, how that would work. Although you've not got a holder in there because Scott Brown wasn't a holder midfielder then, was he? I don't, I don't play holder midfielder. Right. Fuck it, we'll just go Fuck for that. it. Harry, <laughs> same, Harry, same question to you. And um, was David Murphy playing in the? He was. I know. If I could have peak David Murphy back, I'd have him for the rest of the time. 
he is one of the best, like most consistent players I've ever seen. Because you can, well, I know for a fact, if he was playing this coming weekend, he'd drop an 8.5 out of 10 minimum because he is some boy, by the way. He scored um, in that game. Scored. Free kick. I was at the time. that free kick in. Some boy. Some Went in boy. About two mile an hour, like, but. <laughs> oh, that that lad, yeah. could trap a jumbo jet in the problem, eh? <laughs> and your 2017 talk, talk me through the uh, defence again Great. you just need to worry about Chris Dagnall well three of the, <laughs> here. so the only one in the defence that isn't still here is Fontaine you've got Aye, Ahan, Ahan, then in the middle of the park you've got Fivey McGinn, McGeoch, Henderson and Dagnall and Cummings up top we're not going to Ken, what, mate? I've, I've got it sorted I've got it sorted we are pish at corners. It happened again at the week. We looked a bit better with Murphy taking them, to be fair. But uh, I'd bring back Kendall. I'd love to see Liam Henderson back at him somehow. Um, and I'm afraid to say I'm going to have to drop Newell at the team because um, I'd rather start Liam Henderson over Newell. That's, that's just my opinion. I think we'd have the set pieces and I think we'd win at Hamden once again. You know, that's an interesting little... I think that could be a good discussion point over this season, Joe Newell or Liam Henderson, who, who the, I think they're very similar players. For, mm, I think... So, so Sorry, Harry, are you keeping Gorgic in that team, yeah? Yeah. Well, unlike you, I actually care about defensive responsibilities. Right, anyway, this was all hyper... For me, 2006-2007 team, I am taking... Ivan Sproul. Oh, friend. <laughs> oh, friend. Please come back and show me. Friend. Friend. <laughs> no, no, um, was a perfect time just to remind everyone that we did interview Ivan. Just yep. drop that in there. Just, just, you can find that on, on Spotify. Just, just go on. It's on the list. Go down to specials. Bish, bash, bosh. Uh, and, and, and he would be replacing, um, do you know what? This, this oh. isn't really going to work. Um, <laughs> you've got a howler mate I, I actually thought you were going to say boozy to be fair so I'll take change my answer because I was going to say I'd shift boiler mm-hmm. to the left but that's just not going to work for either of them I'm going You'd to start played on the left. Sproul played on the left in uh, at the semi-final at Hamden because he set up Stephen Fletcher's first goal for the left if you remember rightly oh yeah how was, oh, he on, <laughs> how was he on the left side? John Collins, obviously, thought he was more suited up on the left. I, I think that was the first time he'd ever played in the left for Hibs. But Sproul, Brown, Stuart, Shields, Boozy. So Brown, Brown maybe off the right or something. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, Ivan, he had an unbelievable engine back then. Right, so I'll take Ivan Sproul over Murphy, think Big Park, get their legs in behind St Johnson's defenders, boiling. Imagine Boyle and Sproul on the same team, that'd be frightening, like the pace. And it would free up Boyle because they wouldn't be able to just assign the holding midfielder to duck to him on my Boyle. And from 20- Not an end product between them. <laughs> <laughs> and then my player from uh, 2016... Is John again? I mean, there's just there's no. Boo, no copying. Boo. Okay, right, no copying. <laughs> then I'll take Jason Cummins. <laughs> if we're if we're doing more, Doug's just going nuts. Don't know if you can hear that. Um, he's disgusted. <laughs> he's absolutely horrified at your answer. Wait, if I'm we're no, so. if we're no, if we're not taking like copying, 
I think Newell can do what McGeeot does and what Fivey done. And you've already got McGinn and Henderson, so Cummins over Dodge for me. Cummins always scored when Cummins always scored when you needed uh, when you needed goals. He, he scored. You know what I mean? Like that. that... What, what did he do? It's his semi final at Hamden, mate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he scored against the 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 He's no, but it's League Cup semi final. He scored. I know, true. So get up, he's. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have he didn't have drag that semi final like he's done the United. Oh, then. Well, that was a classic, man. Conrad Logan stuff. Right, so what are your memories of the two games then? Because obviously they are uh, the, the big games in Hibs history. One of them ended up with a trophy, one of them did not. What What do you remember of them? I'll, I'll start us off. Um, so I have to make an admission. Um, well, for, for the I was there in, at Tynecastle. I was behind the goal. You can actually see me, I think, for one of the goals um, that we scored in the typical away end. Um, but uh, I know I, I was I was young enough. How that's bloody fourteen years ago now. I would have been like nine. Um, so I know I can't really remember much of that game at Tynecastle, but um, I remember enjoying it. And then for the semi final against St Johnston, I used to play American football, so I was actually on my way down to Derby trying to find streams of the game. So I wasn't actually at that game. I can't really remember it well. I just remember John McGinn doing John McGinn things, and that was the game I think that quite a lot of the fan base that was like the coming of John McGinn, where everybody actually realised he was the greatest player to ever have played for Hibs. Um, so, yeah, that's about my memories from those two games. Greg, you're obviously a bit older than me and Harry, so what do you remember the first one? <laughs> Good one, lad. Um, I do I do remember the first one. Um, probably the, the memory that sticks in my head the most, which is weird, is, is when Benji rounds the goalie and scores the third. And then because it's Simon Mensing comes in and just like shoulders him in the back and he just looks around and like just oh, absolutely chops inside him. Um Derek McInnes was playing for us at Johnson that night. Um yeah, that, that was not an easy game to watch anyway. That was that was torture. And as usual, um as usual, Jason Scotland scored against us. Um 2016. I was, I was very stuffy. I think and I just think Mark Oxley made a mistake, which is not very which isn't usual for him. Um the, the, their goal, he was miles off his line and they headed it right over him and I uh, oh, was he off it? Yeah, I thought you say because it was a corner, wasn't it? Uh, he was miles off his line and he, he was mm-hmm. just a terrible goalie, but he scored a goal, oh, so thank you. made him the best ever. Um <laughs> and then John McGinn's where he just burst in and he just he just kind of picked the ball up towards the right and he drove across and, and wow, that, that shot was had some whip on it and some power and it wasn't even that far in the corner, but you take it. I think that was maybe about the 77th minute, if I remember rightly. Um, it was late on, aye. And then it was a fucking and, Alamo after. Oh, as usual, the Hibs, that, that hasn't changed throughout the years. Um, the Alamo, the last 10 minutes is, is standard. But yeah, it was a difficult one because obviously we were championship at the time. Well, that's and I think St. Johnson were top six club, were they not at that point? Yeah, and and we'd had a good run that year in in the, in the league cup. Um, and Stubbs had mouthing off about winning the treble at that point, I think. So that that put some nice pressure on us. <laughs> um, that that's what ultimately <laughs> that that's what meant we didn't win the treble. Um, to be honest, I think like. But, 
the cup, the, the cup, I'm totally detracting, but the two cup rooms, I think if I, I genuinely think if we lost against St Johnston, then lost against like if we, I think we would have done. I'm not saying we would have won the league, but we definitely would have run Rangers a lot closer. Yeah, because was it? I not think as well. There was a lot of heartache under Stubbs. Obviously, the, the semi-final against Falkirk the year before, that, that was horrendous. That was very difficult. The cup final against Ross County, difficult again. That's the thing under Stubbs, and I think it's sort of what Harry touched on earlier with Hibs at, um, with this weekend, if we play well. The Falkirk game under Stubbs in his first season, we battered them. And just like at some point, oh, it was one of the games. It was the same against Ross County in the League Cup final. So hopefully we don't have that have that again this week. But for me, um I had a season ticket at the time um for the first the first um the, the first semi-final against St. Johnson, but I, I wasn't at the game. I don't know if it was just because it was I was still so I was I think I was going with my dad at that point, but I was like staying with my mum. Um, so I don't know if it was because it was like midweek and stuff with school the next day. Obviously, I mean, still being quite young, I never, mm. never went. But I remember watching it on the telly because I think it was on BBC One and um, yeah. just absolutely bouncing about the place going mental. Oh, and then obviously Jason Scotland equalised and then it was pretty grim during for there until, until it was the time. Um, and then the, 20, the 2016 one, I mean... I don't remember too much about the game. I remember I was sitting right up the back of the wheat field and I just remember the next day waking up and I actually had like no skin left on my sh- my shins because the big team's stadium gives you absolutely no room. Like, Jesus. But um, the McGinn goal, again, it was like the only real moment of quality in the game. I remember walking to the game and think, think we just played Hearts in the Cup the week before and Stokes played. Yeah. Like Stokes started and played that game, but then he was. I remember him being out that game, and I was like, "Ah, fuck!" Like, because obviously St. Johnson was good, and nobody thought we St. Johnson were probably favourites in that game, given the given the fact that we were a championship side. But when that really good run that year, though, obviously we beat we beat Aberdeen. They were flying at the time they came to the road, and we beat them. And yeah, that was one of the best individual goals I've seen at Easter Road. To be fair. So, yeah, I like how you always go on about how old you were. How what are you? Three what, years younger than me. I would have been ten at that point. What age would you be? Uh, so I would have like, just you know, turned ten. I would have just turned I think ten. I was, I think I was twelve. I was twelve at that point. I think. You always go on about how old I am. Right. Let's, let's wrap this up before we move on to the next instalment of Harry's High B Quiz. We had a week off and I'm, I'm ready to mount some serious comebacks. So, score prediction, Harry, for the weekend before we move on. You can what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to all reliable. It's got me a few correct this season and I think we're going to do nice wee clean sheet, nice wee 2 0 victory. Greg? Insert score here. Um, I think. Um, I'll go three one. So for me, I, I I know we 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 try to keep our score predictions. I mean, I think a lot of the time this season I've went for score predictions that I've not really believed in because you guys have went for other stuff. Um, oh, it's I'm, our fault, is it? No, no, no. But I am I'm going to go for two 0 as well. Um, I don't think we're going to blow the roof off. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think we're going to blow them away. But I think that our 
important players will come to the fore. I think that Kevin Nisbet and uh, Jamie Murphy are going to score. I want some goal, quickly give me goal scorers for you. Um, Paul McGinn and Paul Hanlon. Wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, three, need to come up with three scorers. Um, Nisbet, Boyle and Murphy, I think. Nisbet, Boyle and Murphy. Cool. Right. Harry, I'm ready to score some goals in this quiz. What you got for us? Hello and welcome back. You have just entered the Harry's High V quiz, guys. Welcome back. All right, um, what are we doing for scores? Ewan's obsessed with the score, so what are we doing for scores, boy? It's 6-4 to Greg. 6-4, so Greg. Yeah. He, did, he did have a three-point lead, but it's been reduced. 7-4? I, I, I thought it was 7-5, to be fair. You can, what? Well, I'll be I, nice. I, I, no, he's right. He's right. It's 7-5. 7-5. Anyway, it was three, and now it's two. That's all that matters, because at the end of the day, we care about who wins. And at the moment, Greg's plus two. So that's all that matters. But anyway, if you're new to the Harry High B quiz and you've just joined us, it's pretty much a quiz that's vaguely related to Hibs and vaguely related to madness. I give and take points as I please. Exactly. So guys, get strapped in, buckle up. We're going for a Harry High B quiz. All right, so um, Hibs' first goal scorer of the weekend was a certain Mr. Power. What a name. What is the coolest name of any Hibs player? It can be present or past. Go. Guillaume yeah, Boozelan. That just oods class. I'd probably say Ole got Skelson. Oh, you love that. That's your, that's your like, That's just one of those you know, like, he becomes a cult hero purely for his name and his footballing ability. Either him yeah, or what? Yannick Zambarnardi. That was another, another great name. We're, we're firing straight on so you've both got a bonus point because you've nailed the pronunciation of your players' names but the point goes to Greg on the basis that everybody called Boozy Boozy so that's that you do lose a point for that if you'd said Abdeslam Benjolin then you definitely would have got a point and a bonus point on top because that is a cracker of a name or Marouan Zamama everyone calls him Benji so did they count all right, everybody calls you minus one point for being a cheeky bastard. So there you go. Greg, Greg's two points ahead. Um, we're going into question two. Jackson Irvine signed for Hibs. What a guy. Handsome bugger. He's going to be a baller for us. Who's your favourite non-European player to have played for Hibs? We've just named a few, but yeah, you can go for one of them if you see fit. So non-European. You will lose a point if you say a player that is European. And just to say, Martin Boyle falls in that category. I'm not giving you him. So any player that's no Martin Boyle that's not European. Bastard. Russell Latapy. Oh. Oh. European. Trinidad and Tobago. Oud class. Smoked cigars at half time and still ran the show. What more can you ask for? Was it was it cigars or was it the wacky backy? That uh, is the question. To be fair, I honestly <laughs> think he was just done a lot. <laughs> Do you know? I, I'll, I'll go for I will go for one that we just spoke about, Benji. Um, I liked Benji. Um, <laughs> I, I liked Benji. Benji. <laughs> I liked him. I mean, two goals in a cup final. One more, two goals, cup final. He, Absolutely. He was unbelievable to be fair. Printed down for the part to get up, Arch fans. Only thing Zibby caught that season was him. Um, <laughs> and there was, a, there was a mad start, and it was until... 
you know, I think it was still the case when he came back for his loan, and it wasn't until the 2009-2010 season that any game that Benji had scored them, we hadn't lost. Always good when you got a striker that wins you games in that, eh? Exactly. Um, all right, I'm going to be a bit of a boring bastard here. You both gave good answers, so I'm going to, I'm going to split it there. You, you've got a point each for that one. So, well, and uh, Ewan's positive for the first time today, um, and Greg's up to three points, so still a two-point advantage. So, obviously, um, Celtic... Uh, kind of do what they want. They go all across the world. They're off in Dubai having a good time. But we're Hibs. We've got our focus. We're going oh, to Europe. Hibs. Where is your ideal destination for Hibs to play next year? Where are we going as soon as the COVID's gone? If you can pick, if you can pick a team, you might get a bonus point if it's a cool team. But if not, a country will do. Was it FCIB for something? Um, seeing them pop up against Barcelona in the Copa del Rey, I believe it was. That would be the dream. Imagine a few days just in Ibiza watching Hibs. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Unbelievable. I'd go down an absolute treat. <laughs> I wouldn't say no to that. You really got me dreaming. Um, I'm going to say, do you know what? I'm not nowhere near as exotic, but Newcastle away. Cannot beat going down to Newcastle for a proper like, fri- like Friday, Saturday, home late on the Sunday. Great, like great atmosphere around the city. Assuming there's no COVID, etc. Out on the pitch for two days would be a very good game of football. Like you go IB for for a couple of days, you're not asked about Hibs. You know what I mean? You're you're away getting pictures with Wayne Lineker or something. Like oh, absolutely not. <laughs> like go 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 down to Newcastle. I didn't. There's a hundred and one places that I could have said in the sunshine and that, but nah. Two hours away, get a train down, half day to work on the Friday, train at one, bish bash bosh. Can I just the say, real name is actually Union Deportiva Ibiza. That just sounds clear. And do you want to know a fun fact about them, Greg? They're in the second division. That's so fine. You say dream Europe, destination. I dream destination is when we could actually go and play in Europe. If we're playing them, we're playing a friendly and you and same boat. See if I want to go away in Europe. I, I want to go away. No, eh? You can't said, for that he question. Said get, he said get the train down on a Friday, so he's, he's the day after. Buffy is stupid answers. Buffy is minus points. I'm getting a point for that because you have disgusted me with how rubbish those answers were. Wait, oh my. It's supposed to be who we could play in Europe, as in like. Same, we're going to Europe next year. You're going to Newcastle. You're going to Ibiza to no play in Europe. Well, What's going on? If we could play anyone one of Aye, and bonus points if you've got a cool team to play. I'm not playing against a second division Spanish team. That is a shocking answer. But don't you worry, it somehow wasn't the most shocking answer around because he wants to get two hours on a train. You'd be longer going up to Dingwall. I wasn't paying attention to the question. I thought I never heard you say they were playing in Europe. He's moving now. I was just thinking pre-season friendly. All right, so after that round, we went from 3-1 to Greg to 2-0 to Greg. That was shocking. Get get back on the A-game, guys, because that was not good. I'm disappointed and I'm raging. But anyway, here's here's quite a nice question. We'll, we'll bring it back to the weekend. We're playing at Hamden. If we win, obviously, final. If God's nice to us, we win the final. But unfortunately, David Gray's no made the squad and Paul Hanlon's out injured. Which player do you want to see lift the cup? Lewis Stevenson. Um, 
I don't care how obvious it is. <laughs> I don't know. The rest of them are just a bunch of mercenary bastards. <laughs> well, so, so I believe the finals next month, isn't it? February. Yeah. It was usually quite windy in Glasgow about February. And you know exactly where this is going, eh? Oh, so, God. Could you imagine Joe Newell picking up the cup? And the wind is just blowing through his hair as he's lifting that. I don't know what. I don't know what's better actually. Him like being windswept or, or the trophy. Time and doesn't he get a fuck about Hibs? Let's be real. Oh, stop being so bad. <laughs> Grow up. All right. I'm afraid to say I, I did like both answers. I, I completely forgot that Lewis Stevenson would be the obvious one, but I think that there's some people listening that if I didn't give the point to Lewis Stevenson to lift the trophy for Hibs, I would be murdered. So Ewan finally gets on the board once again. Joe Newell would be cool, but I think it would just be a bit too random, Joe Newell lifting. A, that's a like, I, was tra- I was just trying to think, like, someone that's been captain, like, who would be captain if both of them weren't, weren't available? I think it would be Stevenson. But if Stevenson wasn't playing in theory, I, I actually didn't know who it would be. Since when did this become such a sensible and thought-out answers? If none of the three were available, then Captain would be, I'm going to take a punt and say Captain would probably be Ryan Porteous. Uh, maybe Kevin is, but like, for being staunchly hips in that. Maybe. Right, next question. I want to anyway, get... anyway, final question. We're currently doing one big two after four questions, you've had a shocker because uh, I was excited for where I'm going in Europe and you've disappointed me. But anyway, if you can have you can have 30 seconds, I'll ramble on whilst you think of an answer. Um, if the answer is, are you fucking joking me, Hibs? Fuck off. What is the question? What did you say when Jason Cummins chipped his penalty over the bar? <laughs> <laughs> the rumours of Kyle Lafferty coming to Hibs. <laughs> fucking abomination and absolutely abhorrent human being and absolutely disgusted that Kyle Laffer and Hibs are mentioned in the same sentence I agree. disgusting, disgraceful <laughs> alright, I enjoyed both those answers go go for another one because this is quite a funny round so this is like a mock the week segment of the Harry Hype quiz the question is, are you fucking joking me fuck off Hibs, what is the question <laughs> we just go. We just go for it again. I go for um, another one. That's oh, <laughs> right, Greg. I went first in the last one. What do you mean, David Tanner's been given a two-year extension? <laughs> oh, mate, don't do even want to mention that boy's name. Um, that's a difficult one. Hibs have, have just advertised a murder mystery night on Sunday after we've lost to St Johnston on Saturday. <laughs> Jesus. Hibs not releasing any exclusive content on Hibs TV despite promising it the full summer, the full season ticket campaign, and despite them genuinely thinking that they are pioneers in extra special content. <laughs> Fuck off, Hibs. I've seen nothing. Are you fucking joking me? Fuck off. Hibs. Like, <laughs> please go. 
posting videos on the YouTube channel like it's an exclusive. I'm showing you how to sign into all things Hibs at once. Are you fucking joking me, Hibs? Fuck off. Ma- Martin Boyle from a snowball getting his extra content. Are you fucking joking me, Hibs? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid to, you can what you can both you can both get rounded up to over five points because I thought that, that that round made me laugh a lot. I enjoyed that. Um, but the thing is, I think that that round alone warranted because I, I think he's a both had he's a he's a rusty. I think it's fair to say after missing a week, and I did have a question um, not much. posed to me on Twitter that I thought was quite fun. So we're we're going to call it five five at the moment. Five five. All right. So the final question is. This, this is a challenge for you. The first one, to name a player that played for Hibs, that I've forgotten played for Hibs, wins. You, you can start listing them off. Then then he do it too fast, but you can list them off. And we'll say it has to be 2010 onwards. So it can of be someone that Greg remembers from his childhood that played once in a friendly against... <laughs> played 10 years before we were born. <laughs> <laughs> This is like can, a knockout. Can, it's like a knockout. Like if I say, it's, 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 it's sudden death. First person to name a player that played right. for Hibs, and I'm like, oh, did they? Greg, you can go. So, so, do they have to? Can they play in preseason? Aye. We'll we'll say it. We'll say at least competitive. So it can be like a cup game or that, but it has to be at least a competitive game. Okay, so they have to have signed. So they have to be a registered Hibs player. Aye, Re- registered Hibs player. Right, Tom Tyro. I, I, I can Tom. I can Tom. Um, a bit, a bit quicker. I'll, I'll, I'll count three in my head, and if you've no said one, we'll bounce to the other person. Right? Are you? Lee Curry. Wait, Lee Curry, good player, but remembered. Right, you got three. David Crawford. Greg again. I, I can David Crawford. He, um, my sister got a top with his name on the back, and then he left the club the same day. <laughs> <laughs> it was that right, it was that okay. proper banging purple top. I didn't care if he's mind it like light. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, lilac. Yeah, mm. But she ended up getting another one anyway. Anyway, back to you, Greg. Paul Grant. I've got one. Paul Grant? Who's Paul Grant? Goalie. Um he ever young goalie. He played he played he actually played the week before that cup final, like that one that we don't talk about. Oh. It was against Inverness away, got beat 2 0. Did I get the chance to like keep it? I know going? I did. Um, if, if you can if you can level it up, we'll we'll give you if you can level it up. Bill Airy. Bill Airy. He signed Phil ACL. He signed on loan <laughs> under Calderwood in Newcastle, played against Kelly and was never seen again ever. He left <laughs> like, he, he went like, he left like two weeks later. Aye. He'd done his ACL at Kelly and then Lee Griffiths come in and replaced him. Jesus. There we go. Well, you um, know what, boys? I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we're going to have our first ever Harry Highby quiz draw. No. It's, it's got to be. I think, I think he's, a both, he's both started off very poorly and in the second half after the um, fifth question, I thought he's were both excellent and I don't think I can decide between you this week, boys. So... Um, I'll give you a virtual handshake through the Zoom call, um, and we're going to have our first ever Harry Hybe quiz draw. We're, and you know what? It was seven all. He's both get a bonus, two bonus points each for the final round. How are we feeling? Greg's still two two up, so eight six to Greg now. And we'll actually put that in a tweet so I can remember it as opposed to forgetting every week. Um, so yeah, how are we feeling, boys? 
Disappointed. Very disappointed. <laughs> happy, happy, just happy to consolidate my position. Been a bit rusty right. this week, but um, uh, set me up nicely for next week. Very, very disappointed. I can't, I can't pretend. However, what will not disappoint me is Hibs getting to the League Cup final, and we will be here next Monday, joined by Darren Phil Thompson, Hibs fan YouTuber. He's joining us next week to record with us, so that'll be good. And come on the high bees as we roll towards Hamden. All things Hamden. Let's go. Come on the high bees. Glory, glory to the high bees. We'll be back next week. Yeah. Take care.